I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. Welcome to the Active Topical Banter Show, RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast, a show that's celebrating its second anniversary, and none of you bought us cake. It's our second anniversary? Is it seriously your second anniversary? Yep. That's awesome. Oh. Two years of you guys. Have we seriously Uh, been doing this for two years? Yes. I feel like we thought this thing up like three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we it, rethink it, it every sense. three months. There's a difference. Oh, I love you it, guys. It, feels, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, right? It was February 17th, 2014 was our first posted episode. Oh, oh my gosh, you're killing me. Yeah. All right, so I'm Scott Walker, and joining me tonight are my pro-hosts. I'm Scott's wife, Sam. Who always introduces herself as my wife, even though she's a totally independent human being who could have her own interests. Fine. I'm Sam Walker, and I don't take your shit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Trent Seeley, and I, I have a tendency to take everyone's shit. Uh, I'm Matt Cunningham, uh, Michael Cunningham, what, whatever you want to call me, and I don't need to go take one, so... You <laughs> call him Big Mac! At all, so... <laughs> <laughs> Can we start calling you Big Mac? You may. Oh, I love well, well, I love Big Macs. That's see, a really that's a term of endearment. Really. See, now that the chemo weight loss is hit, it's an ironic nickname. So I feel we have to call him Big Mac. It really has. I've lost twenty six pounds in a month and a half. Ouch! Less than a, yeah. It's a great weight loss program. I uh. do not recommend it. Yeah. Oh, guys, 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 you, you you're bringing me down. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry. Uh, I still love you guys. I love you guys. Now let's get on with the show. All right. So our topic tonight is what, how much value should we place on supplemental material when, when it comes time to review a game or discuss a game or even just playing it, even just enjoying it on your own? How much, how much of the spinoff junk that they peddle by the boatload should be required reading to get the full experience. And I, su- I see. Mm, yes. Yes. And I, I guess I should start with, um, you know, Sam's lovely anecdote about, um, you know, jerk face commenters. <laughs> Do we really want to get start off there? Much on the jerk face. <laughs> cause I mean, I, I mean, I can start there cause you know, well, I feel like, I feel like that's a launch point. I've got a better launch point. Okay. Let's, okay. let's do Mac first. Because Sam I'm gonna, got the I'm gonna, shaft. I'm, I'm okay gonna, with this. Sorry, Sam. I'm going to launch off, and I'm going to talk about one of our favorite games that we've talked about many times on this episode, on this show, and that's Final Fantasy Thirteen. Take and your one shot. Of the problems, one of the biggest problems I have with the way the game was set up was that I enjoyed I enjoyed Final Fantasy XIII. I really did. I, I thought the battle system was fun. I thought the characters had potential. But the problem was they had so much story they were trying to tell that they couldn't tell it within the context of the game itself. And I don't know. I haven't read about this. I don't know what the plans were for the other two games. If if truly the entire story that spanned 13, 13 2 and Lightning Returns, if they were really initially part of one design document that they were hoping to get in an entire game. I don't know that, but I don't care. Just focus on the first game itself. Focus on 13 alone. There is so much that takes place in that game that you don't get to see. You don't get to hear about. You You can read about it within the supplemental context of the game, you know, still in the game itself. There's others that do it even worse, which I'll let you all kind of talk about later. But that was my biggest offense with this game, is right. there's so many things that took place right. outside of the scope of what you were shown. They spend, right. you know, 
10, 15 minutes on chapter 12's car jumping scene, which I bring up every single time because I just, I, I, that is everything I loathe about the game. Yeah. It, it, that they, it, it's a summation of Square Enix in many ways. <laughs> yeah, there's so much show. There is so much show, but there's no real no. storytelling that takes place there. You know, show don't tell. In this case, they showed and they didn't tell, and they didn't do anything in that little context of the game. Like I say, I don't hate 13. I think it has great potential, and I think yes. that part squandered because of the fact that they relied too heavily on not being able to tell the story and just giving us the supplemental material. Oh, well, you can read about what happened. You can read about these characters. You can read about this stuff. No, I don't want to. <laughs> See, I, I think it's great because Mac basically just said... I, I really like Final Fantasy Thirteen, but my problem with it is the whole story and how it's told. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 exactly that's about right. <laughs> but he's not pretty much why we play RPGs in general, but right? You know what? He's not <laughs> wrong as someone who also played Thirteen and kind of sat there and went, "Hello, story, story, where I'm, are you, story?" Wait, what, what? 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 You keep using proper nouns that sound similar. You never okay. explain any oh, of them. Yeah, but, 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 yeah. but that's the thing. I, and, and I'm there too. Like I, I've gone on at length about how much I loathe all of the proper nouns, just because. And, and I feel the same way about how they're frequently used in like the Tales of series yeah. as well. Because when, when you're relying on these terms that are so unique and are never given a clear enough um, explanation towards the start of the game you feel like you're out of the loop while you're playing a game and all you want to do is understand what's going on like it becomes a need of sorts and i hate that feeling well and the worst part is a lot of them don't even do like a in-game dictionary or anything which is even more frustrating because if you do want to go back and try to look some of that information up you kind of can't in in the middle of the game itself <laughs> although I think, I, although I appreciate the PS4's multitasking ability, where you can bring up a browser to find the fan True. wiki that defines all this junk, and then jump back to the game. But I mean, like I tried to read those codex entries, and to be honest, I didn't feel like there was an interesting story even being told in those. It just felt really hollow. And yet, at the same time, there's a part of me that wished maybe they would have taken those, and instead of having that stupid motorcycle scene. And instead of focusing on the pretty, actually try to tell a cohesive story. Because the sad part is, is that you have characters who have potential to be interesting, but you're not giving right. them anything interesting to yeah. do. Well, and, and okay. With uh, the I, I don't want to be realist too much on 13. That's, that's <laughs> the one thing I okay. did. Okay, okay, so I, I, I've heard the room's point on 13. Yeah. Okay, may I offer a counterpoint? Fire away before I take this oh, away from okay. Final Fantasy. So, Okay, okay. So, uh, even to take a step back from Final Fantasy, my argument is that a game's plot or a game's effectiveness stands on its own, and we can't take a lot of these supplementary materials into account when we're evaluating a quality of an experience, as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah, I mean, the word, uh, the word stands alone is, right, a, a, right. is, is just a rule, I'm afraid. You, you have to right. So, it. so as an example, right? I plan on seeing uh, Batman versus Superman, and I've heard a lot of positive buzz. I've heard a lot of negative buzz. I'm sure you could go into that movie and you can watch it as a Batman fan, or as a Superman fan, or as a Marvel fan, and your your notions or your preconceived ideas of what it should be uh, will skew the experience. But at the end of the day, if we are looking at what it is. Whether it is a successful film or not kind of stands on its own. And I think in that same respect, supplementary materials, as it pertains to most video games, it enhances the experience for the people who are really interested in the experience. But it should never be a required part of the experience. But see, there and are... it should never be counted towards the experience itself. Well, you know what? I totes agree with you, Trent. I do. But I reviewed a game that was actually really problematic because of this. Well, which was when I played Arno Surge both times. Um, yes. Arno Surge is a great example of the first game in that quote-unquote series was a visual novel. And a lot of the story of that game comes from that visual novel. So when you don't have that, you're kind which of Which was sitting, never released in English. Which was never released in English. There's a fan translation of all of it. 
playing Arno Serger, kind of sitting there and going like, I don't actually understand the terminology. I don't actually understand um, some of the world building that they're even doing. And it's a really cool world, but you're still kind of sitting there and going like, right. I'm, I'm clearly missing something. And that I remember made it really right. hard for me to review. Right. But, because that game relied right. too heavily. And, and I, I, I agree. I, I understand your perspective, and I agree. Um, but I think that also demonstrates the same point. Like, mm -hmm. you can say, from a more objective standpoint, not, not really considering all of that supplementary material, that the experience kind of sucked, because it seemed as though the people who were responsible for creating it were leaving some bits and pieces out of the formula, right? Well, it was Like, the way that it was handled, the way that times. it was delivered, yeah. was lacking, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I'm a fan of Final Fantasy 13, or or, oh, or that or that I, you're a really really you, really big so close fan to of that getting, I was so close to stepping away from Final Fantasy. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> so close, so close. Let's say that I'm a fan of Final Fantasy 13, uh, or or that you're a really good fan of that series that you were just talking about, Sam. And we are fans to the extent that we have every spin-off book, we have seen every other media interpretation of that franchise and we have read every codex entry we really understand that we appreciate that stuff a lot more than your normal person would you know mm -hmm. you can still say that the experience fails when you're evaluating the whole but if you are one of those people that becomes super passionate about something and wants to know every single mundane unnecessary detail you're going to really like that stuff and in the case of something like final fantasy 13 as much as I think the codex entries didn't work, I really enjoyed them because I'm kind of weirdly into all of that mythos crap. Well, that's just it. I think it, it really does boil down to in some situations where when you're a fan of something, you will go to different lengths for things. I mean, right. like think of your favorite TV show or your favorite novel. Uh, I mean, someone is reading those supernatural tie-in novels. Right. Oh, I did. I read one of them. How was that one? It was awful. It was really, really bad. It's, okay. I actually, I, I got it at a airport book, uh, airport. an airport bookstore. Oh, the best place to buy terrible time yeah, fiction, I, right? I, no, I, I was, I was waiting for a flight, and I was like, "Hey, Supernatural," and I was reading it on the flight, and I was like, "This is just awful." I hate myself right now. But yeah, and 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 there we go. Is that I think there is there is an element of fan service to all this, and. Fan service is not inherently bad, but there is a point at which you have to say, no, that's enough. We are detracting from the quality of the work just right. so we can sprinkle Easter eggs in or, you know, have well, what about, a whole what episode about, tangent about characters from the spinoff. What about direct sequels? games that tie in directly to the previous game well actually i want to point out I, I want to give a good example of a of a sequel doing this right where i think uh, a more transmedia experience doesn't and that's mass effect 2 mass effect 2 is a jumping on point to the franchise for a lot of people and are you talking about the comic book that they included no no the actual game mass effect 2 we can talk about. Oh, I, I, I was, I was talking about the comic book that they created to recap the events of Mass Effect, and they inserted it with Mass Effect Two no. for the PS3 re retail release. Yeah, I mean, I, I never read that particular comic. I think I've read almost you, every you other because it really, it really enhanced the experience. <laughs> I've read every other one. Though. I, I've read just about every other Mass Effect comic, and they enhance something in me. <laughs> But that's that's another that that's a story for RPG elements that I've kind of told. But uh, no, Mass Effect Two is a direct sequel to Mass Effect One, and because it's a Western game, it has the opportunity to have that left hand of the dialogue bar always available for prod for exposition. As weird as it is for the character to stop and ask someone to explain everything they just talked about in detail in this very <laughs> robotic way where it's like no explain to me your couch i am done talking right. about oh, your couch <laughs> explain to me no. your house 
Uh, but but the fact that y- what do you what do you know about the Reapers? Yes, what's a paladin? Imagine imagine like you're you're at the grocery store just ringing through some bananas, and you're like, "Hey, what do you know about the Reapers?" Like, well, actually, at the grocery store, it'd be, "Hey, what do you know about bananas?" Would you like to know more? Yeah, are they but, chica, chica banana or okay as uh, ter- troopers flashbacks? Now. Yeah, Thanks. as as a terrible gameplay contrivance as that is, it's there. It's not that bad. It's it, not that bad. Okay, there are worse gameplay contrivances, but it's oh, there. It's well, I, when you think about it, though, in in very few instances of in-game dialogue, do people have any real choice, let alone the illusion of choice, right? Right. And this is a contraption, and you may say it's a contrivance, that allows people to freely choose whether they want to skip through a conversation or really prod for exposition. And at the end of the day, it's the player who has that choice, right? Yeah, and I mean, the the game is also pretty good about letting background elements of the setting uh, fill in some of, some blanks that the player doesn't prompt for, like even just sitting down and explaining and, you know, just having ads on the presidium level of the citadel just sort of fill things in and just add a lot of color is great and i mean that's the sort of color stuff that you should have in a mass effect tie-in comic should but it's it's here in the game and you can run right past it or you can stop and you can listen to the entire trailer of blasto 7 partners in time or you can have the Citadel, citadel lady give you a tour yeah you can also ask for a tour I actually did that. I remember. Right. See, I I weirdly don't mind that kind of stuff. And I don't know, like, to me, if it enhances my experience or if I just find it amusing. Okay. Well, and and now Um, that we're talking about spinoffs, Persona 4, the everything. I love it. I love every piece of it. (laughs) I know, but But it's necessary. Well, it's not that it's... Oh, okay, okay. Everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, w- I would say I would say yes. It is all necessary, and um, and I would say that because it expands the universe in some capacity. I think there's a difference between playing something that requires pre-existing knowledge of another piece of the universe, uh, and that I don't think that's very reasonable to, as an expectation of any player, right? That you would have had to play this thing or like read the, this thing the, the arc system works fighter fan who's just here for arc system right, works right, fighter like, having played a 90 hour jrpg yeah like right right yeah it, and and i i guess i feel this way i was thinking about dead space recently because i'm a really big fan of the dead space license i like the whole franchise i've i've read them i've read the novels i've read the comic books i've played all the games um and I like the games as they go, and I like the additional supplementary content as it comes out. But what I dislike is when I'm playing one of the games, and I know nothing about a character because I haven't read the piece of content from a different part of the universe that I didn't even know existed that gave that character's backstory. So and I like don't think the, the average side missions in Mass Effect 3. Right, right. And the average individual wouldn't have that existing knowledge you know there would be some of those uh really intense fans that would know about that stuff and i guess they they might feel some sense of accomplishment in seeing that character there but i think it's unreasonable for this stuff to exist as not universe builders but something that's more like an engine joke like something that other people would get but the common person wouldn't but you know what i guess and try you know another good example of that is is the artinelico series because that one is notorious for you know dropping in different things and not giving you the other half of the story and that's why like what made ardno surge sorry what made Arno Surgino prob- so problematic is that you have characters from artinelico appearing and if you've never played artinelico you're just sitting there going, it's some guy, but he's making references to stuff in Artanelico. And you're sitting there and going, like, if I didn't know who this guy was, I'd be sitting there going, well, gee, that's interesting, I suppose. Well, and th- and this is where we come, where I guess I bring it to the practical question. If you are sitting down to re- write the review or play, do the editorial about the game and it comes, and you, it comes to discuss the plot and you say, hey, about half of this story stuff, 
is buried in other games or in text entries. Do you, 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 how do you discuss that? Because even when it comes to Fallout 3, a game that puts most of its story directly in the player's face with a dead-eyed stare, it hides a lot of just the arc welding and the gap filling in computer terminals that you may not be allowed to read by virtue of your character build. Not not even necessarily time and effort, but just the plain fact that, oh, the bit that explains this problem I had is in a terminal that requires 70 points of computer, and I was not going to have 70 points of computer basically at any point in my playthrough. I like and that content, though. I know, I, I like it when it's there, and I don't have a problem with it, but if it's if it's critical information... And it's gated. Do you have an example of critical information where that that has been the case? Yeah. Um. So Fallout Four. Okay. Sam, explain your Fallout Four example. Um, so I had a great situation where I was playing Fallout Four, and um, what's his name, Commander Dance? Yeah. I was doing a mission for Commander Dance. It's the very first one you do for him, and I went into the facility with him. And I was gated because... Well, okay, no, that's actually a plot door. That no, is... no, but it actually asked, like, in order to rig the console, I had to have a certain number of hacking skills. No, that's literally the story stopping because no, you no, don't remember, have it. No, but no, remember it actually said I didn't have the certain amount of hacking. No, no, what I'm saying is that you could do that mission entirely, but you're kind of left with, wait, this whole thing doesn't make sense. But if I'd had computers, I could well, that, find the information that, that has it. That was the issue. No, Sam, you the mission breaks if you don't have the computer skill. Well, no, I was just remember I was trying to open a terminal and it was like, you need 70 hacking or something. And I was like, Scott, is yeah, this no, relevant? That, no, that's a completely different problem, hun. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I was really pissy the whole time because it was just one of those things where I felt like... I was missing out on something because yeah. I didn't build my character that way. Because no, it's literally the mission happened. You did the mission before you were supposed to in terms of levels, yes, and I realize it. But that's still a but problem. But I'm talking about a case where I'm talking about a case where the story doesn't make sense. I finished it, but the story doesn't make okay. sense because I didn't get to read a thing, and I'm going to right. dock this game points because I did not have a full context for what happened. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's different. And the second I do it, some fan is going to tell me that I would that I'm an idiot for not reading it. Not that the game designer's an idiot for not better incorporating this context where it ought to be. Right. Which is frequent in some JRPGs. Well, it it's definitely a Bethesda problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking like yeah. It, I don't know. I, I have something that I kind of want to vent about that's along the similar vein, I guess. Fire away. I, I remember when I, I, I was playing Dragon Age Inquisition for the first time, and uh, I had previously played the previous two Dragon Age games along with all of their DLC content. And that first time that you see Corpheus... Corpheus? Um, pardon me? Corpheus? Whatever. Corpheus, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Corpheus. Yeah. My apologies. The the conductor, right? <laughs> it's the dark, the dark spawn. It's Cliffy, right? <laughs> so 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 the first time you see him in the game, I I was sitting there and I was like, "Holy crap! Didn't I kill him? What an exciting moment!" And my my future wife was sitting next to me, and she's like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah, who's that she, asshat? <laughs> you know what, Trent? You're she, not wrong. My best friend play, had that happen like, too. That happened right, to her she too. Didn't, she, like, like this is an epic moment in the game. At least pe someone like me is like, holy crap, that guy's there, right? This has huge implications. Like, my, my better half played Dragon Age 2 <laughs> and, and didn't didn't buy that DLC Same and here. had no idea who this guy was and Same what the here. impact was and, 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 and what the implications were. It, it totally changes your perspective of the story that's being placed in front of you. And I, I think that's an instance where, you know, you're expanding the universe, but you're not doing it in a way that most people are going to actually see. And then when most people get to that next installment of your game... And Bioware does have the same impact. Yeah, and Bioware does know? have a problem with sort of doing the DLC that is specifically the the prequel to the next game, as opposed to just being an add-on to the current game. 
Yeah, Trent, my right. best friend had the same problem. Like, we were playing Inquisition, because I bought her, <laughs> I'm getting yelled at, um, where she, I bought her one and two, she played through one and two, and then she got to three and she was like, you know, I'm kind of not getting the big deal with this Corinthius guy. So I said, well, you know, he's, I explained Corinthius to her, and she's like, why didn't they just put that in the base game for two? So that way I can actually understand why this guy's a big deal. Uh, because they clearly... Two was weak and could not have supported a sequel based on its own merits. But, Let's but, be frank. But, but at the I, same they, time... They did, they did a rush job with two. But at the same time, I see her point too. It's like, if you don't bother with that DLC, you do sit there. It's like what Kelsey had. You sit there and you go, I don't understand the big deal. Right. And, and, and again, that was an instance where I saw this and I thought, holy crap, this is a big deal. And... You know, someone who had also played the game's predecessor, it just, it went right over their head. It was a huge missed opportunity. Even in a smaller instance, I like Cole a lot more than Sam does, because I read the book with Cole in it. And that book's not good. But There's I a book like with Cole? Yes. I um, didn't realize he was a book character. <laughs> he, he was, in, in Dragon Age, Asunder? Asunder. Yeah, Asunder, yep. it's... Asunder. It, it is... One half picking up on Win and um, Shale in the context of the Mage Civil War that is in between two and three, I guess, and also introducing Cole as and his subplot that'll become relevant in three. And it's and what you say makes a lot of sense, though. What you're talking about with enjoying those kind of characters and enjoying that and keeping with the dragon age and the book thing i read you know dragon age stolen throne and the calling both i can't remember which one came out first but stolen one of them throne. came out either before and one of them came out after it was within weeks of each other yeah. as far as i could tell <laughs> they were close and i remember going into origins and not having needed to know all of this stuff but really, really seeing a lot of things that took place in Origins and it making a lot more sense that, oh, oh, this is why everybody, you know, this is why Logan is the way he is and understanding. Oh, yeah, Logan gets a lot better him. if you've read this stuff. Yeah, but you didn't need to. That was the thing is you could you could get a grip. You could understand Origins without that context. But having read those, it did make it a better experience for me, at least. I think there are games where the supplementary material gives you a bit more appreciation. And then there's just some where it doesn't add anything. Like, um... Mass Effect? <laughs> Mass Effect's a good example, but I was also thinking of Sword Art Online. Like, Sword Art Online... the games are incredibly pointless, because, you know, it's basically you're playing the anime that you've already right. watched. So it's like... Well, that that's the game of the movie, and that's always the worst i mean but i'm saying like you know but there are hardcore sword art online fans who will tell you well you know in the manga it's like this and you know in the anime it's like this i mean truthfully i couldn't give two poops either well, way i mean there, there's but, there's that problem of we've done the game and the movie and the anime and it's all kind of the same story but you're gonna buy it all because you're a super fan yep and that's that's just part of um the japanese otaku industrial complex that you know, is its own problems. But I think there, there's another thing where, I guess getting back to Mac is, you know, how much of it is a question of, it's good in the game, but it's better in a broader context, and how much of that should you let sort of influence your thoughts? Like, you know, obviously I like Cole a lot in Dragon Age Inquisition because I read the book. But at the same time, yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to say Dragon Age Inquisition is so much better because I read a tie-in novel I got for free. When I think about mm. it in the context of reviewing, I know for me personally, there are games where I will dock it for it. Again, I, I use Arno Surge as the example because it's actually perfect for this. Where I think I would have liked the story more if I had had Ciel No Surge to give me that, that bit of information that I was clearly missing. Um, in other games... You know, it, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter. It really just depends on how much I am sitting there kind of confused. <laughs> I, 
I think I think it can totally create a halo effect. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a real a real bias in the way that you approach it from a negative perspective, but also in a positive mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of how you consider it. Um, and <laughs> as, as an example of this, like let's halo think about is the Final example Halo because that's where I was going to go. Because no, Halo is a lot I, better if you read the books. <laughs> No, well, yeah, Halo benefits from the fact that the books flesh out a lot of the universe that make you appreciate more of those elements. But uh, I was actually going to talk about a piece, a, a game, which many, I guess, would consider a piece of supplementary material, and that's uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Um, and I, I want to mention Crisis Core specifically because I feel as though... On a purely story level, if you hadn't played Final Fantasy VII, you would think that Crisis Core um, really wasn't a very good story. It was really, yes, it would it make really no sense whatsoever. Nonsensical, a very, in, a very uh, weird setting to it, I guess. Um, characters with motivations that don't make a lot of sense. The only reason why you're as accepting to the narrative is because it ties into something that you have experienced elsewhere and probably appreciated elsewhere. So I, in that sense, Crisis Core is a supplementary material, and it's a part of that universe. But I think the only reason why it stands on its own and why it's appreciated on its own is because that frame of reference exists in the first place. I don't think it does so on its own merits, per se, well, from a narrative there's, perspective. There's a lot of games that are like that, though. Well, I think a lot of that, that whole Final Fantasy VII project kind of suffered from that because advent children is not really watchable without playing the game and the the what was the vincent game called uh dirge Cerberus. yeah dirge of cerberus i i don't think i don't think anyone would go through all of that without being already versed yeah. in the lore not not even necessarily that the game was unplayably bad it's just sort of like it was kind of fun to play actually yeah no it, it, it was it was an interesting twist on the rpg third person shooter thing but it's just sort of like yeah it it kind of leaves you out hanging if you haven't played it if you haven't if you aren't familiar with the source material in a way that is yeah trying like trying to pick up a mass effect novel <laughs> Well, you know, here's an example that I was thinking about, and Scott, you've played this game, and you can probably explain it better. You remember when you played Deus Ex the Fall, and yeah. the book had come out first? Yeah, that, that, okay, so Deus Ex the Fall is a sequel to the book, and the book is a fine little bit of cyberpunk fun that, te- that has an Easter egg about the um, NSF from Deus Ex 1, but is set around the same time as Human Revolution. And it's like, it's a fun little thing. You can play Human Revolution without it. You can read the book without playing Human Revolution. It's sort of the platonic ideal of tie-in fiction from my perspective. I like to pretend that Human human Revolution doesn't exist. That's, yeah. Well, I like to pretend (laughs) Human Revolution is not in any way directly, is, is some sort of fan spiritual successor to a proper Deus Ex game, like it is. But uh, Deus Ex The Fall is very explicitly a sequel to that book, and it leaves you kind of like, okay, so these are people, they have a relationship and a backstory and context for why they're here, but we're not going to explain any of that, you just need to get knockoff um, anti-rejection drugs well, for and your that, cybernetics fast. that was my issue, fast. was I remember I was playing it and I kept asking you questions because I was like... Should this be more important than it is? And you're like, oh, if you read the book, it'd be like this. And I was like, I shouldn't have to read a book to play this stupid game. But yeah. apparently in this case, it's actually the truth. Yeah, you really need to it, read it, the it, 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 it is this paradoxical situation where the cheesy, terrible um, tablet spinoff game requires you to have read a cheesy spinoff novel to get... And that's just too much level of spinoff. That's I too think. much work. That, no, that's two spinoffs <laughs> too deep for any what reasonable expectation. Eh, at the end of the day, if you love something, you put the work into it. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I mean, if you love something, it shouldn't be work. It no, should of course be... not. But what I mean is, I mean it more in the sense of 
like, I love Valkyrie profile, so I will go out of my way as the psychotic fangirl that I am to be like, oh my god, there's this plot line with, you know, this. And you'll just sit there and smile at me and go, yes, sweetie. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is, I I, I guess a related topic uh, for gaming is, how important should 100% completion be for the story? Like, if, if Not I, at all. I know. Hey. I, I, I'm sorry, are we talking about Final Fantasy X2 again? No. Is that a thing? No, we are not no. going to talk about any more Final no. Fantasies this episode. We're no more Final Fantasies. If we weren't, I, I would agree with Tran that, that I hate that kind of stuff. I, think I just, I, I think it's, un, I think it's unreasonable. Like the, the reality is, like let's say, let's say I sit down to read a book and I, I go through one thousand pages of it, and then. In order to understand the ending, I have to read a, a small sentence that's printed on the inside layer of one of the covers. But you in, had to do it first. In, in eight font. What? Eight point font, right? This is House of Leaves all over again. We're not having that discussion. Well, it just, it seems, it seems so arbitrary and unnecessary and, and to some extent kind of elitist. Like, why are we making this so difficult to access? Why does it's, it have to be a challenge? Why well, is it not a even chore? necessarily like the, we are going to give, hide the fullest extent of the ending behind you doing every little side quest. I even mean like, hey, you know what? We are not going to, we're, we're, we're just going to pull the rug out from under you. If you haven't done enough side quests, which I think I'm trying to remember what game did this to me long ago. Mass Effect 3 has that problem if you didn't play any of the multiplayer. Well, there there's definitely that more recent example, but I feel like there's something else where you just you you didn't do enough side questing and there was no signposting for that and now you, you get just a bad ending. No, not even well, a bad ending, just an incomplete ending. What about right. Mass Effect 2? I mean, I, I enjoyed doing the side quest, but if you didn't do all of the companion quests in there, losing characters at the very end, yeah. without knowing that it was going to happen? Uh, all the trauma for the suicide mission. Like, that was that was rough. Because That's a harsh reality. <laughs> it was a harsh reality, but it was definitely one of those things where, you know, when it first came out and a lot of us didn't know about the suicide mission, we get to the end of the game, we're like, oh my god, I wasn't besties with this person, so they effed off, or they died. You know how many times Miranda decided that she wanted to live over everybody else? Scott had nope, that happen. she wasn't around. Because <laughs> he had Tally die in a playthrough, and he was pissed. Alright, but, and, and... I mean, taking this to just one step further, I mean, whenever I, there, there have been a couple occasions where I've gone after Skyrim for its problems, and people have pointed me at Todd Howard's blog, and that's just bullshit right there. I'm calling bullshit on that. It's not even like, oh, you, you, you're not reading the, and you're not reading all the books in Skyrim. It's, no, you have to read Todd Howard's blog from three years ago when he explains Frost Elves to you. And I'm like, no, no. Well, and you know what? Like, I'm not going to lie, it cheeses me off when people leave those types of comments to, to reviews, because it's like, you know what, I'm sorry, we're reviewing it based on the product that we have in hand, so you're telling me that my opinion is invalid because I didn't read, you know, X storyline from a audio drama. Oh, oh, oh no, we, we all know the score, Sam. They're telling you that your opinion's invalid because they don't agree with you. Well, that's just it, right? But it, it... Yeah, but the excuse they found is especially obnoxious in this case. Well, that's just it. It's, it's like, I get it. You are a bigger super fan than I am. I don't know. I Game, might not even Games don't fan. come with homework. Well, and they shouldn't. Games are supposed to be fun. Anyone who makes games homework should be smacked. I go back to the question, though. What about, you know, a game that, like you said, Star Wars, go to a movie, for example. Are you going to watch episode six without having seen four and five? And then you have games that do the same thing, like Xenosaga, where you had episodes one and two that you had to get to to get to three to even understand what was going on. I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I think that's kind of its own thing, you know? I think it also like for, kind of a for, separate topic. It, I, it I think it, like like on on a common sense level, it's kind of moronic to go into the like the second sequel to something original 
and be like, oh, why can't I understand this when you haven't actually seen those things? To Max, I, I wouldn't. It's all I, I wouldn't necessarily consider that supplementary material. I would say that that's just like, that's that's that, that this is you that material. Yeah, that this is the franchise, and you know what? There are some franchises that are amenable to people getting off and on wherever, and then there are some franchises that are going to say, "Yeah, no, you you have to sit and watch the bonus DVD of all the cutscenes from the last game if you really want to do this." And that's just it. It also just boils down to. Do you care enough? Like, there are plenty of games where I've totally started in the middle of the series, and you know what? It didn't make me feel like I appreciated it any less. Like, I started with Yakuza 3, for an example, and then I went back and played 1 and 2. And I still love Yakuza 3, but I also look at it and go, was that really required reading the first time that I, I played it? And it didn't feel like that because they give you the stupid movie to watch beforehand. Well, I'll, I'll, that actually, Deck is the Three is a good example of this sequel issue because see it, that there's a plot point in that game that does hinge on a character who was a big part of the first game. Yes. And even without watch all the cutscenes from the first game mode, which you have, you can act. The game makes a point of telling you who this character is and what he means. And then you kind of, and it's, it's not going to be the same gut punch that they meant it to for long-term fans, but you, 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 you can bob your head along and get it. But I think my other question is, does, do we seek out, when you seek out a spin-off material, I know Mac, Mac and I have both apparently read Dragon Age novels. Do you do that? What, what's your agenda going into it? Is it just a question of, you know what, I want a little bit more color from this universe? Or is it specifically like, hey, I want every little piece of the plot? I feel like I'm column A and column B. Depends what Most it is. Of, yeah, for me, generally, I won't go into supplemental material unless I just want more. Me, I'm big on fan fodder. I'm not going to lie. Like, there are some series where, um, like, it wasn't even a question of wanting more. It was just, I love those characters. I love the world. But, like, I want to read this really stupid, silly story that they decided to put with it just for sh- crap and giggles. Sweet yeah. Coden. <laughs> oh, okay. And Sam's got two full shelves of Sweet Coden manga yes, over I do. there. And some to, in Japanese, too. To attest to that. And I feel like. Yeah, no. Mo- if I go out, if I go out of my way for the the spinoff material, I'm going to do it because I want some more color. So at some point, I'll finish reading uh, Mage Killer, the current Dragon Age comic, and I'm going to be really annoyed if that is if that ends on a buy Dragon Age Four <laughs> note because that yeah, that's, I don't like things that are used as a hook just to suck you into something else, like all like every Mass Effect comic book yeah <laughs> so true so true trent yes what are your final thoughts on this subject um i really do appreciate supplementary content i am one of those people who when i get interested in something i want to know everything about it um so i definitely see a place for it my only challenge with it is when it's being leaned on um, for something as big as like the next installment, and it leaves some people out of the loop. It really should be something um, that is uh, wholly supplementary, as opposed to you know something that can be um, used as kind of like a gift to certain people who have been exposed to it, and something to exclude others who haven't yet. I guess. Exclusion is just uncool in general. Oh, for sure. I agree. I'll say in closing up on this that the one thing I don't mind is supplemental material that just adds extra flavor, adds extra context, things like that. If you're going to put supplemental material in there that's core to your game, if you're going to put codex in there, I don't read those. I, I just don't like to read those. Not to say I never read those, but I generally just hate like codex, codex entries and things that you have to go back into a menu to find separately. 
I don't even care too it's much like for end audio notes. logs. I don't do like that. end notes in fiction. <laughs> I can handle audio logs better when they're in game and you don't aren't taken out of the taken out of the experience. But right. don't ever, don't ever expect me to learn your story from a video game, especially an RPG that I'm playing for the story that you're not going to tell me without me going into a menu and looking it up separately, out of context, completely out of whack. You know, if you want to give me a side story, side mission, great. That's what I want. I, I'll, I'll drink that stuff up all day long. But don't just give me text to read that's totally separate from the game itself. That's not cool. Don't like it. Don't want anything to do with it. Keep it away from me. And Sam? I already said my point. I just, you know, for me, it's, I just like the fluff. That's kind of always been how I've been with supplementary material. Like, if it adds some fluff, yay. But I don't generally go and seek it out unless I'm truly in love with the franchise in some way. And that's just it. Like, I read anything that you put in front of me. That That's just the kind of reader I am. But when it comes to my video games, I have to really like the franchise to go out of my way to go and seek out supplementary material. If that's the case, I'm just going to go read fanfic, because that works too. Alright, so I am a long-time tabletop person, and there's a lot of ways where tabletop RPGs live and die on tie-in fiction, and I hate it. I hate the fact that I can't have my game of D&D without that one guy piping up about the latest adventure of Elminster and his stupid hat to invalidate my point. And I hate that, and I, and I really resent it when a finished product asks me to be aware of the many adventures of Elminster and his hat to fully enjoy it. You just really hate Elminster. And his hat. <laughs> it is emblematic of a lot of things that are wrong in D and D. Yeah, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight, folks. All right, so f- quick feedback because um, we we got a few comments. Budai thinks we're probably right about Dragon Quest, and damn straight we are. Yeah, Dragon Quest. Um, Canadian pricing is kind of weird, and it's something I have to be careful about right now. Because GOG is still only ever prices in US dollars, and I have to be much more aware of the exchange rate when I shop there these days. But yeah, as a general rule, Canadian pricing is just 10 to 20% higher for reasons that are poorly explained. But then we get sales that are identical to the US version. So we just kind of roll with it and hope and, you know, deal with it and hope that, um, members of the and hope that uh we never have mandatory french dialogue for games or instruction manuals well anymore. we have mandatory french instruction manuals except-, except no one prints instruction manuals anymore Woo-hoo! so <laughs> as long as french dialogue no longer becomes mandatory we will not become europe too with the ex- and so we can play games when they come out <laughs> yay and then victor has broken his cycle of abuse. He's going to not play a terrible game. He's going to play something he's pretty sure is good. And that's great. That's the first step, buddy. We're proud of you. We're proud. So next time, uh, we are going to be talking about... Um, I think I want to talk about localiz- certain elements of localization, given some things surrounding Nintendo lately. And... Um, we will catch you at that point, and we will, of course, ask you to uh, leave comments. Uh, complaints go to askwheels at rpgamer.com, and, uh, you know, tell friends, tell enemies, uh, rate on service of choice. Good day. The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Ematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com.
What are we uh, talking about today, anyway? Uh, what constitutes the corpus of a game? Scott, Scott you, pick the re- you, you pick the weirdest friggin' topics. Well, it's Can we just, just tell- phrasing. I have no idea what corpus is. It really is your <laughs> phrasing. That's what it boils down to. Was that word necessary to select? Yes, to it is exactly point? the word I wanted to use. It is exactly the word that expresses what I think. So it's going in there. So for all gratuitous okay, Latin, I, be no, damned. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. Explain what. Oh you mean my goodness! Let's let's just take a second to put things in perspective. <laughs> Newspapers and other pieces of written media are structured so that an eighth grader can read them, and it, it's structured that way so that we can appeal to the most possible people, the lowest common denominator. We are appealing That's to the best possible denominator. Likewise, Donald Trump has seemingly structured his political campaign on appealing to the lowest of the lowest common denominator. Yeah, we don't want those guys. <laughs> That's that's why I, I don't I don't like quite an, an elitist intellectualist <laughs> approach to this podcast. I think we should step away from the big words for a second and ask ourselves: Do we need to pronounce it "whom" all the time? <laughs> Look, when we ru- when when we take this podcast to a fifth grade level, I have to ban people on the forums. <laughs> He has a point. Yeah, but I, I love that though. It's entertaining <laughs> for for you, maybe for me. For it's me. A, for me, it's oh, a constant please. source of infuriation. You're talking to a narcissist. I could care less about anyone else's wants and desires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why you should appreciate my narcissism in appealing to someone who's read a book. Mac, I see. I I, I don't right, think guys. two narcissists can you can really appreciate guys. each other. Guys. You got about. 30 seconds to start before it's a three-man podcast, so... <laughs> Seriously. This can, go in, this can go in the feedback section of the, of the, la- of the, the feedback section. Uh, I love you both. Where, where we all complain about phrasing of Scott's definition phrasing. of corpus. No, but we... Okay, to be... To my point, <laughs> we do this, we do this thing where we sit down like proper gentlemen and gentle folk... And, and we talk about a topic, and I have to spend the first five minutes disseminating what the topic actually is. <laughs> to be honest, um, Trent, I actually Can we, can we put you. it in layman's terms, is all I'm saying. Okay. What is? What do you mean by corpus? And a door slam. Good day. No, was, that was one, of my cats, was one of my cats knocking over a bottle. Yes. Sam, Sam, yes. Sam, check yeah. your DMs, check your DMs. Did you, did you send me my lesbian game? Check your DMs. I'm downstairs in the basement. I can't, I'll have to wait till I get upstairs. But you sent me a lesbian game, didn't you? Maybe. I don't like the oh, sound wh- of that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've been whining about wanting the lesbian game. So I can play it with for Ada. Some, for some reason... This is a lesbian game, and I don't know why. I haven't no, been the paying main, attention. No, the main character is actually a lesbian. No, like, truly? Just, yes. like, yes. full legit? Yes, oh, she's in love okay. with a girl. Okay. So, Well, woo-hoo! in that case, your lesbian game. Yay! Not. I'm not. so happy right now. Hopefully it doesn't suck. If it I sucks, I will cry. I need something to smile about. <laughs> I'm going to let you all go. Have a I great will check my DMs. Day. Thank you, honey. Thanks. It, it was great hearing all of y'all tonight. I, I missed you. Yeah, it's been great to great to chat again. Two Fantastic. years. Go us. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, I love you guys. I sleepy. All right. We'll see you Thanks, all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.